Welcome to another episode of Botox and Burpees. I'm Dr. Sam Ree, plastic surgeon and CrossFit coach, host of this podcast where we talk about plastic surgery, CrossFit, and everything in between. You can find more information at our website, BotoxandBurpees.com, and make sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Today's episode is the first of a couple with David Syvertson, owner and coach at My Box CrossFit Bison in Midland Park, New Jersey. We talk about Dave's start with CrossFit and what he would have done differently knowing what he knows now. Thanks for listening. I've known Dave, I've known you for a long time now. You've been my CrossFit guy. Like when I think CrossFit, the, the first person I think of is basically you. Like nice. from the beginning, right at the start of my CrossFit experience five years, five years ago, almost yeah. six. Was um, that when you did Karen and did 220 <laughs> wall balls instead of 150? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, that's the one thing about you. You always have one or two great stories about oh, every okay. athlete at the gym, and that's, that's my signature story right yep. there. I remember the day you walked in. I remember like, you looking around, the, just looking around the gym, like, where am I? I'm like, what is this guy doing here? I didn't and look know. at you now, dude. Yeah, no, you're like the poster boy for this place. I, I believe in CrossFit, and I am. Una- I try to be more or act unbiased. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I think my honest ex- experience and opinion is that I'm all in a thousand percent. And that's why I think awesome. when I talk about it, I was always reluctant to talk about it with non-CrossFit people. But I think that this is something that is just too important not to. Yeah, especially now yes. with what's going on these past eight months, like how much you need to value health, fitness, exercise, and what it can do, not just for your body in your Instagram photos, but what it can do for you to fight off a sickness, disease, and what it can do for the rest of your life. Absolutely. You know, and I think part of it was that I we, I almost felt like I lost CrossFit when there was all that tumult and uh, yeah. controversy around yep. the leader. Absolutely. I felt I could lose this. Yeah. And I now looking at it, I appreciate it more yep. than I think I ever have. Yep. And like you said, in this um pandemic, I think the fact that we need to focus on health and what's important, yep. we can't F around anymore. We have to figure out what works. And you get and, one shot, dude, you get one shot at protecting your body. And this works. Yep. And uh, when I think about people who know CrossFit, you're the guy. So I wanted to start. And like we were just talking about, not necessarily for the most experienced CrossFitter, but I think this also applies for everybody, is what we, don't, we never sprung forth fully experienced in it. Yep. You started just the same as I did, just Absolutely. the same as everyone else. So what was your experience? And looking back now, what would you have done differently? Yeah, my story is very traditional, like many people. Just I, was, I got really into working out in my like, young 20s, maybe like 19, 20 years old. Not the greatest personal time in my life. Just I, I got diagnosed with epilepsy. So I got my license taken away. New Jersey, that was the thing. They take away your license for a year. It's different now. But with that said, I was commuting to college, didn't have many friends, didn't have a license. I couldn't drive anywhere. So I joined the Ridgewood YMCA. They had this hole in the wall basement gym with everything that was so rusty. It was me and a bunch of 80 year olds. And, but that was my outlet. I started to really dive into it head first. I walked 25 minutes one way, four to five days a week just to get there and work out. And that's when I really started to get into working out. And I saw what it did just for my mindset. It made me work harder outside of the gym. Obviously, you start changing your body, you become a more confident, you feel stronger, all that good stuff. At some point, I wanted to take it to the next level because I would go there and not know what I was doing. Lift heavy weight and go home. And then so I went to, I upgraded my membership to the New York Sports Club, a fancy place. And I started getting to this point of rut where I'm just going there and just lifting and looking at myself in the mirror for an hour. And I'm looking around, I'm like, everyone looks like they're going out. Like they got their hair gel, they're like posing in the mirror. I'm like, this isn't to me exercise. So what I started doing is I literally would go to a treadmill 
sprint as hard as I could for 30 seconds and then go do a set of bench press. Sprint for 30 seconds, go do a set of curls. And I remember getting, you don't do that at Globo Gems. Like you get bad looks when you do that. But that was, that to me was working out. Like I walked out of there in shambles. And like that to me was like, all right, I'm really pushing myself. But you feel uncomfortable, A, you're alone. B, everyone's looking at giving you dirty looks doing this. And I remember that's when I, I worked at, started working at Prebon, a broker shop with uh, Chris Tafaro, And I told him what I was doing for working out. And this is like a few years after starting that approach of working out. And he's like, dude, you're basically doing what we're doing. It's like a com combination of strength and conditioning. He had just started CrossFit in Hoboken. So when I moved into Hoboken, it was the first thing I purchased after I moved in was a membership at Hoboken. And it was close to, I think it was 200 bucks a month. And I'm making like 35K a year. And, and I, I lied to my landlord to tell her how much money I made so that I could, she would give me the apartment. I was going down to the bottom of my bank account every month. And then I had to find a way to pay for my gym membership. It ended up working out within that year, just starting to make a little bit more money. But that was like, I knew at that time, I'm going all in on this. So like when people say stuff is too expensive, trust me, I get it. What year was this? This is 2011, fall 2011. Yeah. So dove head in, like head first, loved it. Loved the approach of having an instructor, having something programmed for you, show up and just be ready to work. I loved that mindset, loved the approach. And this is back pretty relatively early days of CrossFit where there wasn't that much knowledge behind the movements that we were doing. It was literally just go as hard as you could every single day and go home. And which there's something I miss about that a little Super bit. Super attractive. I yeah, love that too. It's just, just go hard. Yeah. See what you got. Yeah. And I loved it. And then I got into the competitive side two months after I started. I, I went and watched the competition by myself and sat there for eight hours and watched it. I loved it. I, lo I grew up with all brothers. So I, I got into that competitive mindset. I started training like someone that wanted to compete, even though back, I had no idea what I was doing. Did my first open about four months, five months into CrossFit. And here's one thing I could tell you that I wish I had known, but to no one's fault, this was no one's fault back then. This is what CrossFit was back in 2012. It was, I, I wish that there was more talk on why we're doing this today so that next year you can be able to do that. And here's an example, the CrossFit Open week one, the first workout was seven minutes of burpees to a target. That was the workout. And I got the most in the gym. I was so like pumped. I'm like, dude, there was a guy in our gym that was a regional athlete. I'm like, are two of them actually. And I was like, dude, I might be able to go to regionals. That's when the dream started. And I beat both those guys in that workout. Little did I know that was a joke workout in terms of what CrossFit real fitness is, right? There's no skill, there's no strength. And here I am almost 10 years later, like I'm still not that skilled or still not that strong. But the next week, the workout was 30 snatches at 75 for guys, 30 at 135, 30 at 165, max at 200 or 210, all right? There was no concept of pacing. There was no concept of doing it right. It was just go as hard as you could. So I did that 75 pound snatches, 30 reps in a row in probably a minute and 30 seconds. So I went like under that. Get to the 135, did all singles and every single one of these I barely got about an inch above my head, pressed it out. Ugliest lift in the world probably, all right? Get to 165 with about three to four minutes left, didn't get one rep. And back then there was no knowledge or teaching of the skill set. It was just try to chuck it above your head. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of dudes yelling in your face telling mm -hmm. you to try harder. Mm -hmm. And if I saw that happening here, whether I was coaching the class, I would stop it like that. But there was none of that, it was just try harder. Well, it was all raw intensity. Yeah. But that's 
that's what drew a lot of us to CrossFit is how intense yes. it is. And it's cool. And again, I'm big like economics guy. Like I remember like taking my college, like this is one of the few things I remember from college. It's just like getting the most out of your resources, your time, your energy, your thoughts, your money. And I'm like, hey, if I'm going to go spend an hour at the gym, I want to literally try as hard as I can every single day so that I can check that box. But if to really make progress in this, there are a lot of times, more than you think, that you have to slow it down and take three steps back so that you can take that fourth step forward. You have to do that. There's no, I don't care what kind of a- athletic background you have. And sometimes you have to get smacked in the face for you to actually realize that. I really wish, I tried to go from zero to 60 in that first year. Like I wish I really had a five-year plan of saying like, hey, I'm just gonna like hammer in high snatch pulls, mm-hmm. hang muscle snatch, all that stuff. Like I, don't, I didn't know what hip contact was until like my fourth year of mm-hmm. CrossFit. Mm-hmm. It was just get your hands on the bar and try to mm-hmm. chuck it above your head. I think CrossFit as a sport or as a endeavor has also matured. Yeah. So that was back in 2012. Now, right. you're right. No, that is the fundamentals of how to do a snatch yep. are yep. strongly emphasized. Yeah. And it's ironic that I, I can remember two coaches back then. The name, one was uh, Stefan and one was Maris. And I actually messaged them not long ago, probably within the past two years, just like thanking them. They were the, like, the quote, like annoying coaches that would make you take weight off the bar and focus on mechanics. That was like almost back then the loser thing to do. <laughs> now it's, hey, if you don't work on mechanics, you're stupid. If you're into this four or five years and you still don't understand the concept of hip contact and why and vertical extension and keeping your knuckles down and shrugging and high elbows, then you're never going to get better. You're just, you're going to plateau. And back then it wasn't, it wasn't like the sexy thing to do. It was just like, Hey man, try harder. I think from an injury standpoint, also that focus on technique that CrossFit has now has made a huge difference. Yep. And usually, unfortunately, it usually takes someone getting hurt for you to realize, okay, it's not worth it to go hard all the time without any background knowledge of what this is actually supposed to be. So like when I'm coaching in class now, and I'll be the first to tell you, I know it gets old hearing it over and over, but I like to explain why we're teaching certain movements a certain way. Why we're telling you not to re-bend your knees on a push press. Why we tell you to hold a barbell a certain way on a front squat. Because... If you really do pay attention and put that into practice, your progress over the course of years, it'll be elevated as opposed to you just blocking it out and trying harder. I think we'll talk at some point about why people should be doing CrossFit, but there's no doubt from your experience, it sounds like if you are an intense person that you really are looking for the maximal experience that you can get, that you will automatically gravitate towards CrossFit. And I feel like a lot of the people that you were around yep. were similarly very like-minded. Absolutely. Yeah, you're a product of your environment. Like you can be the strongest, most independent per- person ever. I feel very strongly about the people you spend your time around, that you're gonna become much closer to that kind of person than you think, than you really want to admit. Everyone loves to say, oh, like I'm my own person, blah, 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 blah. But you are who you spend your time with. And I think in this CrossFit world, whether it's you visit the gym once uh, a few days a week or you work at one, those personalities are drawn to each other. And that's where a lot of the tight-knit CrossFit community comes together. There's a lot of people that just have very similar stories. And how many people here have said, hey, this is my outlet. This is my one-hour escape from the busyness of life where I don't have to plan anything. I can just do it. And I think that's really um, what draws a lot of people here. So when you started, was that social aspect 
a big part of what drew you to CrossFit was just that community? Honestly, no. It, I, I liked working out with people because it got the most out of myself. Like I'm competitive. And I, back then, I can remember Hoboken used to post scores. You could get it on the website. Like you would post your scores on Beyond the Whiteboard and it would show up on the CrossFitHoboken.com website. When you click on the wad, you see the top scores. And I used to work out at night and I would be like, all right, it's funny, Matt A was a guy that I was like, who is that guy? Man, his times are so sick. Now he's a member here at this gym almost 10 years later. Mm -hmm. But it, I, was, I never really put my self-worth into, oh my gosh, like I beat this dude, I'm the best. It was like, all right, if he did this, now it's my, I had to go and try to match that because I can't do that by myself. And I think that social aspect brought me to it, that being a part of something that's competitive and intense and we get after it with each other, not against each other. I, I was attracted to that, but I wasn't, I didn't get into it to find friends or anything. It became that for sure, but that wasn't like my main draw to it. It was, I wanted to be around people when I worked out that had the same mindset. And I really felt like that was the case. Now that you've come and you're so deep into it, it's your yeah. occupation, yep. it's your competitive aspiration, yep. it's what you coach. Yep. If someone were to, is starting right now, do you have to have a particular personality in order to really go into CrossFit? That's a good question. I don't no, I don't think you need a specific personality. I do think there's one kind of personality that you can't have, and it's you can't have your ego make, be the sole decision maker for what you're doing day to day. Like mm -hmm. I've always found that we do have a lot of different kinds of people here. Mm -hmm. Like a lot from the outside, it's probably oh, a bunch of fire breathers that are too into themselves and mm -hmm. like exercise too much and want to. Mm -hmm destroy themselves in the gym. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of differences in, in our personalities here because I'll be honest with you, if you put these people in this gym mm -hmm. out into the real world with no CrossFit, they ain't gonna be friends with each other. Mm -hmm. Not everyone that comes here is friends. Mm -hmm. I would even say there's people that come here that don't like each other. Mm -hmm. But, so they have different personalities, they have different backgrounds, different morals, but mm -hmm. I think the one thing that doesn't work is the inflated ego personality where they just can't handle someone next to them, behind them, in front of them, being better at something. They just can't handle it. And we've had people come to this gym, dude, that guy's gonna be a monster. That chick is gonna be a beast. Like once give her a few years of training, but the ego couldn't handle it. And when you really put your self-worth into how you compare to other people, I think that's the kind of personality that just doesn't work. And like this social media, era that we're in right now that it's hard to avoid that mm -hmm. a lot of people and I'm there's a lot of people that are coming up like that where it's just hey how do I compare to everybody else that's what makes me feel confident or not confident mm -hmm. and I think that's where that's the kind of personality that just doesn't mesh here because you're always going to find someone you're always going to get humbled here at the end of the day everybody me the quote best athletes the quote worst athletes and if you can't handle that's where I don't think it's going to work out for you one of the things I worry, not worry, but that the CrossFit model itself is so great, but it also has some pitfalls to it as well. Yep. So the fact that anyone can open up an affiliate, yep. that anyone can um, start calling themselves a CrossFit coach, yep. and there's much variability in terms of the level of instruction, yep. in terms of what is going on. Yep. So what kind of advice do you give someone if they're not coming to Bison, obviously? And they're looking for a and, CrossFit? Yeah, because they're brand new and they have to put a lot of trust into the people that are giving them instruction. Yeah, that's the big thing. And that's tough to give advice on. Like I've had people leave here. They're moving to this state, that state, going to college here. 
hey, Nate, like, can you look at this gym and let me know if this would be a good fit for me? I can't tell by looking at a picture online or their Instagram, like you really have to put yourself into it for a few months. And then hopefully word of mouth can help out at some point. But like I bring up Olivia, who a great girl just went to college in Virginia. And she asked me to look at a couple CrossFits down there. And I don't know anyone down there. So it's really hard to pick up any sort of word of mouth, like what gym is good, what gym isn't, what, how do they coach, how do they coach. But I would say the number one thing you should look for if you're at an if you're looking to start at an affiliate, that's not Bison, right. is I, I think you should be, I would encourage you to go and ask whether it's the owner, the head coach, the coaches, a lot of questions. And you're going to have some like BS radar on, but I, I love it when someone new comes here and tries to grill me about how we run our program, how do we run our classes, why this, why that. Did you hear that music? I just realized the music was fine. <laughs> Sorry. So that, I, I think that's a big report is try to really put yourself into the coaches slash owners' minds of how are they, do they approach programming, coaching the classes, importance of warm-ups, how often do they teach? Like I've heard of these like big name gyms, I'm not gonna throw anyone on the bus, but I've heard of a big name gym up in Boston. Like they literally brought the class up to the whiteboard, told them what the workout was and said, go warm up. And like workout starts in 10 minutes. And I'm like, hey, you could probably get away with that if the class is full of people that are like, been doing this for a long time and they take the initiative but if you're new and that was this guy's, we had someone that go up there to drop in and he was like, that was my first time. They had no idea who I was. Like, what if I didn't know what a snatch was? Mm -hmm. So it, that's the kind of thing. If you're at a CrossFit and they're not teaching you every single day that you go in there, mm -hmm. that's a red flag. If you see a lot of similar movement patterns day after day, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. If you see people like walking around moving like crap every single day, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's people here that don't move well. Mm -hmm. and uh, But if the majority of the class is moving like crap and no one's saying anything about it, I think that's a red flag. So uh, the takeaways here are anyone sh can do CrossFit. 100%. As long, as long as you don't have an ego to go with it. Yeah. It, you should take some time to find the right affiliate for yourself. Yep. And a lot of that is more common sense, just, just like you would any other yep. business. You're yep. just looking at the people and figuring it out. Yeah. And you don't have to have a particular reason other than the fact that you really want to better yourself. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think those are pretty much the, the bullet points of, of all that. And I think that I know if several people have done this, they'll try a few at the same time, or they'll go two months here, two months there. And it, it really, all these CrossFits are different. And I agree with you, it's probably a little too easy to open up an affiliate. But at the same time, we opened because it was, we had a pretty easy ride. We went through hell getting open with like town stuff, mm -hmm. but it, it's not hard to get a level one. And if you have enough money, you can open. And fortunately, we were able to do that. Unfortunately, some do that with bad intentions and can really screw a lot of people up. I have to say, when you're talking about specific personality types, I, ha I was thinking about all the different athletes we have, and people may think we're a bunch of fire breathers, but we have so many non-fire breathing people who just really, I would say the one thing people have, other than lack of ego, is some strength of character. Yeah. If you don't have strength of character, yep. you're not going to do great, I right. think. But that's something that I think you don't have to be showy. You don't have to be aggressive. Yep. Most of the, a lot well, the of majority the, of our gym isn't. They're very quiet people, yep. but they are internally very strong, yep. which allows them to flourish yep. in an environment where let's face it, th this, 
CrossFit by definition is high intensity. Yes. And by definition, you have to push yourself. Yep. And I think that if if you're not willing to do that, which yep. is what you have to do in any exercise to get more fit, yep. then yeah, you have to be here. Here, you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. And the, the, I can tell when people start here, and I don't look down on this at all. We all went through this. If you're uncomfortable and it's really impeding your ability to move efficiently and really put yourself into the workout, not just say that you did it, you have to be, you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. And you have to know that no one's judging you. Like I feel like for the most part, that's a goal we had really early on. One was keep the drama out. <laughs> Number two is let's make sure people don't feel like they're being judged here. For the most, like you have bad eggs every time. I know I don't want someone out there thinking like, oh, I got judged this one time, blah, blah, blah. For the most part, you can come in here with any background, with any ability or lack of ability and get your workout in. And no one's gonna be like, oh, you suck. And if you did, and if I got wind of that, I would probably either kick the person out right. or give them a piece of my mind like that. Because we nip that stuff in the bud. And there have been people that left our gym that I can tell, they wanted to be like the ego guy. They wanted to be the hot shot. Mm -hmm. And again, not throwing names under the bus there, but they don't last here because that's, yeah. and we have a great support system at this place at Bison and a lot of CrossFits do. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just be like pro Bison. Mm -hmm. A lot of successful CrossFit affiliates have a good support system that like, hey, if you have a weak day of, you're saying strength of character, I feel like you have strong character, I have strong character, but I've had bad moments mm -hmm. and I've relied on the support system here mm -hmm. to build me back up. Absolutely. And you just have to be humble enough to accept it when you need it. Absolutely. You know? And I have to say, I'm thinking of some of the athletes that I initially, I don't say look down on, yep. but I don't really think of much because they're not particularly capable in the way that I think they're capable. Right. But the fact that they've been doing it as long as right. they have pushed themselves as hard as they have. Yep. My respect for many of these guys is about 5,000, like it's through the roof. Yep. I love these guys yeah. and I don't care. And now that I've matured in terms of my perspective as a CrossFit athlete. Yep. more experience. I, yes, I, from being immature and saying you're only good if you do X. Yeah. Now I look at what is the effort? What is the consistency? What's the approach? And what's yep. your approach? Yep. And to me, I don't care if you're lifting 50 pounds or 500 pounds. Yep. I, that's what I respect more now than anything yeah. else. And I want to encourage people to, to try it because regardless of who is looking at you, yep. if you have the right approach, you're going to do well. It doesn't matter if people are looking at you yep. one way or the other. Yeah. Your personality and your character can build through this stuff. I'll go to my grave saying that. Absolutely. And I, I will, if you disagree with that, I will get into an argument with you yeah. because that, but you have to be able to, you have to do, you have to be the one that put yourself out there. A, a lot of people will come here. It's like, all right, I signed up for CrossFit. I'm showing up for my classes. I even bought Nanos. I am. I'm going to get in the best shape ever. You have to do most of the work. Yeah. The people here, the programming here, it can push you in the right direction, yeah. but you have to do it. Yeah. But rely on, you can definitely lean on people yeah. when you need someone to lean on, yeah. but no one's getting you out of bed in the morning. Nope. No one's putting the spoon in your mouth at night when you're watching Netflix. Like, you have, there's a lot that goes into this beyond the 45 minutes to 60 minutes that you're at the gym. Yeah. But if you start to, re and it's hard, this stuff is hard. Yeah. It's always going to be hard. Yeah. Like I'm 10 years in, I'm probably, I've probably worked out in CrossFit more than anybody here. Yeah. Every time I work out, it's hard. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And, but it has made me better outside of the gym in so many different ways. Like I've had people, there are people here at the gym, DeCarlo has said this, 
who's known me since I was in fifth grade, Benedetto has said this, I've changed so much from when I was in high school and still don't really completely know what that means, but, <laughs> all right, the, but I, I can tell you that it changed my perspective on how hard to work and just thinking about the long game. And that's where I, I think, I wish I could tell people that when they started, but you don't wanna to throw too much at them too fast. You can get every episode of Botox and Burpees wherever you listen to podcasts or go to BotoxandBurpees.com. Thanks for listening.